go, Riverboat Redskins is officially live on Instagram, and we're recording on Skype, and we'll be publishing this episode later tonight. Uh, so you miserable folks have something to listen to uh, over the weekend. So really looking forward to today's episode. Uh, you know, we've got a couple topics lined up for today. Uh, like I mentioned, we're talking a little bit about like the growth potential and what we expect to see uh, from the team across the next month, and some things that we anticipate, you know, that really are going to contribute to the growth that we're hoping to see. Um, and answer a couple of fan questions that came through this weekend. Uh, you know, should the skins have gone after Tom Brady? I know we both have you know our own strong opinions about it. So looking forward to digging into that. And then uh, a little more topical and uh, you know something more realistic and tangible is you know what are some realistic scenarios uh, for how the skins can handle the Trent Williams situation and what that's going to look like in the long run. So uh, Arjun, really looking forward to this. And I think we can go ahead and get started. I'm going to wave at some more of these people as they keep joining here. Uh, thank you yeah. everybody for doing that. But yeah, yeah so just yes, you know, man. Arjun, let's get started, man. man. So obviously, so obviously, my guy, like these are some tough times for Redskins fans. You know, we've we've gone through so much, and uh, you know, even when even when all else seems like it's returning to normal or that you know things look normal, I want to hear from you. Like, what are some you know what are some growth opportunities that uh, you're that have like you excited? Obviously, there's you know a lot to say um, about the people we already have on the team, but I kind of want your take from like a draft perspective. There's a, there's so much that you can gain and the team can grow so much from the draft, especially like this is Ron Rivera's first draft and like what a way to start making a change and to really drive the culture that he wants to see. So uh, let me hear it. Let me, let me hear what you got. Totally. Totally. I think the thing that Redskins fans uh, and everyone needs to be super cautious of is, is something that Rivera said in one of his first press conferences. This is not going to be an overnight turnaround. This is we need this, to be patient and we need to take our time building like our culture, time building the proper right. foundation for this team in order to get to a place where we can compete. In order to get to a place where we and I think we start there, right? We're thinking big picture, think not 2021. Right. Picture, we are not thinking two years down the road, three years down the road, as half the world, as our team develops, we're going to see a lot of improvement on the front. But I think during this during these incredibly tough times, you know, like we have no idea how long uh, these situations are going to last uh, amidst the coronavirus and and everything that's going on. So our prayers go out to friends, family, colleagues, everybody that's that's knows anyone that's dealing with the with the issue. But obviously, sports have been completely halted. The NBA has stopped. The NFL offseason has <laughs> luckily been the kind of shining light through this time. Uh, from a sports perspective, that's given us a much-needed distraction. Uh, so to talk a little bit of positive news from my perspective of what is possible for the Redskins during this draft is truly the growth potential of this team by this month's end, right? And I, I'd like to start with I'm very confident in our team's scouting ability evidenced by the last three off-seasons, right, and the last three drafts that Rivera very specifically called out about Kyle Smith you know, drafting guys like Terry McLaurin, Cole Holcomb, Matt Ioannidis, uh, Jimmy Moreland in the seventh round. So, you know, the, these hidden gems that have, that he's unearthed. Uh, and a, a lot of this information, you know, I'm, I'm excited because The Athletic, you know, puts out such good content during this time that really, like, helps you understand uh, both from stylistically perspective, like, what the team is doing actively on paper and then how that's really going to translate to the field. So... Right now, guys, we can't. They cannot meet any players right now. They can't work anybody out. Everything is through Zoom. Everything is a uh, is an online conference call. So they really have to heavily rely on 
the scouts evaluation of this year's talent pool, right? So imagine if we're thinking about the growth potential by this month's end, day one of the draft, number two overall pick, there's only one guy to get. Chase Young. Chase Young. And that is it. That's it. Let me give you a little context. Two-year starter at Ohio State. He's a tireless student of the game. Possesses the incredible physical ingredients, size, speed, strength, and possesses high football IQ. Add him to individuals like Ioannidis, Deron Payne, John Allen, uh, Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, and you've got an incredible depth at your front line positions, right? That's only going to make our secondary a secondary job a hell of a lot easier. Redskins, oh, yeah. couple right. couple needs that we still have: wide receiver tight end, cornerback, and left tackle. We all know Trent Williams is not coming back. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Rivera spoke really highly uh, of using, he really wanted to use free agency to fill needs, right? And he has through through free agency. We've seen these team-friendly one-year deals, two-year deals, where we have limited dead cap. So if we do cut them, there's no risk. But we also have picked guys that are good character, high uh, intensity, high-impact players that can really make an impact on this football team coming forward. So first-rounders, Rivera said in his press conference, I think two days ago, that they have to be high-impact players that get on the field right away, All right? And he spoke to this kind of alluding to the idea of trading down, and he's like, if you trade down, then you have to make sure you validate that pick with someone who's still a high-impact guy. And Rivera right. said he only feels like there's a couple of those guys in this draft. So, you know, the idea of trading from two to five is very different than two to six or two to seven or two to eight. Uh, so you we want to make sure that we're getting guys that we can put on the field right away. And Rivera is a huge proponent of that. And, and a thing on Chase Young, guys, everybody who's talking about trading down, like I just don't see the momentum from Miami's side, right? Out of everybody who's a true, who's a quarterback needy team, you've got, uh, Miami and you've got Los Angeles Chargers. Miami's picking at number five. The Chargers are picking at number six. Now, everyone ahead, you've got the Giants who don't need a quarterback at number four. You've got the Lions at number three who do also don't need a quarterback. They've got Matt Stafford. And then you've got the Redskins who presumably, hopefully, the Skins don't feel this way, but they don't need a quarterback because you've got Haskins. And then number one, you've got uh, Joe Burrow going to the Bengals. So I just don't see a need for Miami to give up two, three first-round picks in order to move up to draft Tua when they could just sit at five comfortably and take take Tua at five, right? So they really just need to stay in front of the Chargers. And Chase Young hasn't heard from a single team past number three. So it's only the Bengals, Lions, and the Redskins that have had any communication with Chase Young during this time. It's a surefire top three pick. And we, we just know that if you're adding that type of talent to this football team, we finally will have an all-pro type player that will be able to carry our defense for years to come. So I just think when we look at wide receiver, this is one of the deepest wide receiver drafts in, uh, in recent memory, tight end, cornerback, and left tackle. I think these are all, all, uh, all positions that we'll be able to hit in the draft that I'm excited for because Kyle Smith has just done an incredible job. So hats off. To Kyle Smith, uh, hopefully Rivera and Kyle Smith can really, really figure this thing out. 
Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, that's I think I think that's spot on. I, I I'm really excited to see what I like. I'm, I'm disappointed that we don't have as many picks as I wish we did. But I I still to that point, And we'll talk about this later. I think we'll have more picks come around once once we get rid of Trent. Okay. Uh, now, what those look like again, we'll talk about it. But like what those look like is really up in the air. Um, but yeah, to your point, like just, just adding skills and, and depth to, to a lot of, you know, critical areas of need. I'd love to see us. Yeah. I, like, I know we signed two tight ends already this off season, but I'd like to see us take another one in on day three. Um, if we're gonna, if, if we're taking a skill position at, uh, in the third round, I I'd like to see us take a wide receiver. If we go skill position, if we're not building out that left tackle spot, or if we're not, um, you know, prioritizing the trenches, so to say, but I'd really, really, really like, like to see that happen. Um, and obviously, you know, day three, we're, we're going to find some gems. Uh, you know, we talk, we talk all the time about like needing to shore up our back. And I mean, you got guys like Jimmy Moreland, Fabian Moreau. I mean, these are all guys who are going to be competing for a spot next year. None of them were taken on day one, uh, of the draft. So, so, you know, there are going to be guys there. And I mean, even more broadly, I'm always something that always excites me. And I don't know if it excites everybody else, but I love like the undrafted guys. I love, love, love following those undrafted guys. I mean, there's a reason we fall, we fell in love with Stevie Sims. And before him, it was Cam Sims from Alabama who everyone loved. Like there, like there's merit to those guys, right. Or even like as close to that as possible, like a Mr. Irrelevant, like those are the kind of guys you, that are easy to cheer for. And I mean, I remember, I mean, if you, if anyone's ever watched hard knocks, they know that, you know, one of the things that they, that they say in those like player meetings to, to rookies, like, we don't give a shit. If you were taken in the first round, if you were taken in the seventh round, if you were undrafted, if you came from the CFL, from the XFL, they don't give a fuck. You're there to play football and to compete for a spot. And honestly, that kind of mentality, as long as you're drafting guys from programs that develop that kind of mentality or guys that already have that kind of mentality, there's nothing to worry about. There's, there's, there's nothing but positive energy going to this team right now. There's a clear and obvious change going on. And that alone is really, really, really exciting. Um, it's actually funny. I saw one of our commenters said something about Antonio Gainey golden, uh, a wide, a wide receiver out of Liberty said he's the next Terry McLaurin. And I, I don't think he's necessarily the next Terry McLaurin. I, I understand trying to say he's like a, and he could be the kind of guy who's like this, a steal of the draft. But uh, I really like the the wide receiver out of USC. And his name is escaping me. His name's escaping me right now. But I, and I can't think of it. But I've totally fallen in love with him. Um, he's like an A plus prospect. He's got great speed, great hands. And something that would concern me about um, about a guy, you know, like Antonio Gandy Golden is, you know, he played at like an FCS school. And listen, I have nothing against FCS against FCS programs. We went to William and Mary. William and Mary is an FCS program. All of those guys, all of those guys are incredibly talented. Uh, like roll trap, roll trap, roll. Yeah, like for sure. Uh, but that's just a matter of fact, right? You know, typically your better players come from you know the more established programs where where you're re- where you know that they're really well coached. They're the cream of the crop, et cetera, et cetera. Which is why you know I've been a big fan of like the you know just draft guys from Alabama or you know draft guys from Ohio State because those guys coming in with a winning mentality, they know what it takes and and they have that hunger and that desire and. Then that old like Jay Gruden mentality like does not sit with those guys, right? Like they're not they're not losers. They're winners at heart. And I think everyone that was still there from the Jay Gruden era was honestly kind of a loser. Like the Quentin Dunbar's of the world, uh, the you know the the Trent Williamses of the world. Like those like and I hate calling them that, but they're just losers. They have that mentality in them, and that's just that's just the reality of how things have been. 
Um, so to your point, I just like seeing growth in the sense of that they're going to be guys that want to be there. They're going to want to work and they're going to work their tail off to get there. Um, so you said it best. So you said it best, right? There's competition. Rivera's adding competition at every single posi- uh, position of this team, right? Whether it's Kyle out Al- bringing Kyle Allen to compete with Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen can truly compete for this job. Like he has a legitimate shot amidst Corona because he actually has complete knowledge of this offense, right? So I like I understand people saying that you know Dwayne might not be able to handle this. It's going to be Kyle's. Kyle's job to lose but I think Dwayne I think everyone recognizes Dwayne is a very talented uh individual and has has the potential to to be a very very great quarterback I just think that Kyle Allen is the type of character fit the system and culture fit that will be obviously very happy if he's a starter but also very happy if he's a backup right and you need guys who are team first who have a team first mentality and nothing nobody that the Redskins have brought in have shown that they have any selfish desires other than putting the team first. And you brought it up a couple weeks ago when they're like signing Ronald Darby and and guys who are from the DMV because they grew up Redskins fans, Sean Taylor fans, guys like Sean Davis, uh, and they want to see this team win. And I think I think you nailed it on the head. They care, and I, I'm I'm just so excited uh, for this team's potential. I mean, we've had conversations with. Uh, Washington tight end Hunter Bryant, Utah running back Zach Moss, Boise State uh, defensive end Curtis Weaver, right? And we've had so we've been having conversations with guys throughout this time, and I- I'm excited to see what we're able to come up with because this draft will separate a lot of teams in terms of their scouting and evaluating talent ability. Because you can't meet them in person, you can't see what they're like in person uh, and work out with them. You really are going on whatever the film says and really whatever your scouts tell you. So, so And everyone's in the same boat. So uh, I'm excited to see what the Skins have, and, and we've had a couple of good drafts, and I hope Kyle Smith keeps it going. I think there's no reason to believe he won't. He's been doing it for years. Uh, I mean, he, he's been he, – I mean, at this point, I'm actually curious to think of, like, he was probably doing a lot more than what we anticipate him – having done like previously right like his role was like player development but there's no way that his only like that there's no way that that was his or maybe was it was it college scouting and now it's player development scouting it was college scouting and now it's player development i'm sure he was already in that player development role now he's pro personnel he's pro personnel man all so many acronyms i'm so thankful that you actually like work there and you like keep you like keep track of these things but you know what I'm trying to say is he was for sure, for sure working, doing more than his role was last year. Like there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, like tell, like tell me anyone. Like, there's a reason there are only a select few people that survived the leadership change, right? So the fact that he's one of them tells me everything I need to know about yep. kind of where where he, where he stands. He got a promotion, which is. <laughs> How many, how many times do people get promotions when their companies get acquired, right? Like when that kind of stuff happens, like yeah. it never happens. Usually you're getting in the act. So the fact, so the fact that change brought a positive kind of, you know, thing for him is, is enough, is enough for me. I, I trust, I trust them more than I've trusted, more than I've trusted like anyone in the, in that organization for years now. And I think all these Redskins fans to, can agree to that. But to that point, we kind of rambled on, on that one for a little bit. Uh, this is fun as hell going live, by the way, guys. Feel free to interact with us. We love it. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah. so so something I something something I uh, want I I also so we got some Ravens fans in here too. Something I also wanted wanted to uh, wanted to do is talk a little bit about those questions that uh, we got submitted to us last week, Arjun and. Uh, folks that are listening live, feel free to chime in and give us kind of your thoughts and, you know, certainly talk about, we just literally talk about them, put them in the comment box below. Uh, but, you know, we can start with, should the Redskins have actually pursued Tom Brady? Uh, we've seen Tom now depart from New England. He's now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and uh, Godspeed to him. I don't know if that's necessarily the franchise that I would trust with like my last, you know, couple years, so to say, but um, you know, that's not, that wasn't my decision to make, but should Arjun, you, know, you tell me, should the Redskins have gone after Tom Brady? I think it would have been, it would have been cute, uh, to say the least for, for the skins to be in the running for a Tom Brady, you know, greatest player of all time. Redskins are, you know, in the last 30 years, one of the worst run franchises of all time. It'd be, it'd be pretty cute. You know, I, I remember when Mike Shanahan was running the, running the show and, we had a chance at getting Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning before he picked the Broncos <laughs> actually considered Washington. But then he was like, like, it was like, nah, like Denver's, but he, he can't to his senses. <laughs> it, it's crazy. So, so I think, I, I think like real talk, Brady is looking to win now, right? Man's is like 43 years old or some absurd number like that. He needs weapons around him, and he needs a supporting cast to help get him to the promised land again. He's come out and said all he wants to do is do things that nobody has ever done before. You want to win six Super Bowls with one team? Go at age 43 to another team and go win another title? Kudos to you, man. Like, honestly, Tom Brady, right. uh, nothing but respect, right? But now let's look. Like, are we real? if we do a com- team comparison of supporting cast, you're picking Tampa Bay, and you've got the Redskins, right? Tampa Bay, you've got Mike Evans, bona fide Baller. number one Baller. wide receiver. Baller. Absolutely. Baller. You've got Chris Godwin, up and coming, solid number two wide receiver. You got OJ Howard. You got three solid fundamental pieces on the outside that Tom Brady can throw to that were like w- without question better than some of the players that the, the Patriots put on the field for Tom Brady to throw to over the last two seasons, right? Uh, so so that's number one. Now you compare that to the Redskins. You've got Terry McLaurin, Kelvin Harmon, and Steven Sims, right? You've got three guys who just had their rookie year, rookie, like, future, uh, year receiving. Excuse, excuse me, future Hall of Famer Terry McLaurin, future Hall of Famer future Terry. Hall of Famer. Terry, love you. Hop on anytime. Anytime. Uh, anyway, so uh, just, just in, in the wide receiver and tight end comparison, we got Logan Thomas now. Like you're comparing that to OJ Howard, like right. Logan, I'm I'm still, he's still finding his footing, right? Converting from a quarterback to a tight end. Uh, he's got great athletic ability. And I do think that the, the tight end that they wanted, the need that they wanted to fill in free agency was the relief valve, right? Like the guy for Haskins to kind of like dump it off to in the event that, you know, stuff is going haywire. It's like Logan Thomas is the guy. He's got the athletic ability. It's great, but nowhere. He's not, he's not an OJ Howard. Right, or at least he's not OJ Howard yet. So we have a very talented core, but they're just very young, right? And I just don't think Tom Brady would have really wanted to come to Washington D.C. like where it's like similar weather, like if not like like the same uh, as Massachusetts, except the winters, and and really like 
Like no, it, it is similar. Like compared to Tampa, you're like yeah, 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 Tampa, yeah, 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 yeah. You're just like, all right, there's, let me go. There's a reason it. people. There's a reason people retire to Florida. Is kind of what. It yeah, is. like I, I don't know if there's any like true famous, um, famous guys who have who have homes in the D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia area that don't work or live here actively. Like Derek Jeter just happens to have a, a thirty million dollar house in Tampa that his boy Tom Brady can go rent for a little bit like that's very nice like you know there's definitely no one that Tom Brady really knows probably around DC area where he's like yo London Fletcher let me come live at your crib dude like Like, that's not happening so at the end of the day I I think it would have been nice to to be in the conversation but I just knew that like we're we're not a good fit the defense still has some holes I think obviously we draft Chase Young uh, our pass rushing and our run defense becomes immensely better and then our secondary does too but you know if anything our defense is the closest thing to average compared to our offense so there's still a lot of question marks on offense that I don't think Tom Brady would have really truly ever entertained but for sure yeah, and, something, something, and something to also keep in mind so I agree with everything you said I mean we're not we're not nearly where we need to be in terms of like skill players and I mean we saw we saw what happened to Tom Brady last year. I mean, he's in the system. He's in a system that's supposed to work, even if you know you or me were to step in behind quarterback. We should still theoretically be able to win like eight games in the Bill Belichick system. Um, but you saw what you saw what happened last year. I mean, he got stumped by. Uh, I mean, countless times. I mean, that offense just underperformed. If it wasn't for that defense, you even question whether or not they win that division. Um, but that being said, I mean, even think about that we. They yeah, had a DPOY. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Stefan, Stefan, also, just real quick, Stefan Gilmore is a fucking beast. Absolute beast. But that's but that's different. That's, sure. that's, for, that's for another day. Um, well, no, what I was going to say is uh, you saw how much money he got. He got, what, 30 to, 30 to 32 mil per year or something like that? You can look it up real quick. But regardless, yeah, imagine – we we could not pay we could not afford to pay him even if we wanted to because of the Alex Smith contract. So regardless of what we were gonna do, like Alex Smith is still on the books for like twenty something million dollars a year, even though um, even though he's you know you know frankly still in like basically you know essentially the IR or like the PUP basically you know the guy guy can hardly run, um, but. But yeah, you know that's that that we just I I I agree. Like you know Tom Brady, it would have been it would have been nice though. It would have been kind of cool to have Tom Brady and AP, uh, our quarterback and running back, two future Hall of Famers. But that's really all it would be. Just kind of like a nice to have. Um, but to that point about nice to haves, Trent Williams, my friend, is currently not nice to have. He is the furthest thing from my friend right now. I've never felt more disconnected from Trent Williams. Very disappointed in him. I thought, I thought, I thought we were like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, what's up, Namit? Um, you know, we're not necessarily like, obviously, we're not boys with Trent, but like, I don't know. Trent was always the guy for Redskins fans. Like, he always had our back. He punched Richard Sherman in the face after we lost to the Seahawks in the RG3 year. Oh. Like, like that's our guy. And even now, like, of like fucking, of course, I want to flip this goddamn ironing board. Um, like for sure, like. I like I don't know what we're supposed to do with him. I know we have we have to get rid of him, and it's gonna kill me if we get rid of him for nothing. I swear I'll have a fucking aneurysm um, if if we get rid of Trent for for no money. And I because I do, and I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible. But realistically, Arjun, talk to me. What could we actually expect as an end result of this Trent situation? I call it a situation because I don't want to bash him any more than I already have. 
So it, it's truly, uh, it can truly be, you know, the worst can come to worst. Like releasing Cam Newton, Carolina gets nothing, right? So us releasing Trent, you know, it's definitely a possibility. Unfortunately, you know, it, I hope it doesn't come to that, and hopefully we can recoup some value. This is my take. This is, again, an extremely deep draft class. One of the deepest draft classes, at least at the wide receiver position that we've had in recent memory, if not overall, right? And given that, I think I think Rivera has lamented the fact that the team traded away its second-round pick this year for to trade up for Montez Sweat last year, right? Uh, and so, so to not have a second-round pick in a very deep wide receiver class, um, at, like, and wide receiver meaning that, like, like the fact that it, if we had a second round pick, whether that second round pick was actually used for a uh, wide receiver or a left tackle or any other position, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're filling multiple holes on the offense, right? Right. And I think I could definitely see there. Okay, so here are the the possible teams that are available or teams that are looking to acquire a guy like Trent Williams, right? Who knows if it's at that price point. Who knows what the the value of the trade is, but these are names of teams that uh, need Trent Williams. Seattle, they haven't found someone to replace Russell Okung in a long time. Yep. The Jets, uh, the Jets need someone like to protect Sam Darnold and help Le'Veon Bell get their offense going. So those two teams I hear are front runners according to Peter King. I don't know how reputable that is. All good. Miami. Miami has 14 picks in this year's draft. 14. It's a lot. Three first-rounders. And so, you know, like like Miami is the obvious option. Uh, And then there's the Chargers, who need a left tackle. And then Tampa Bay, who just acquired Tom Brady. Uh, I I saw on a very small little tangent, I saw Tom Brady file for Tampa Bay. And <laughs> and Tampa Brady, <laughs> and then called out and then called out Drew Brees on Twitter and said, I don't know why Drew Brees didn't um didn't file for Drew Orleans. Like oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty, <laughs> good. That's pretty good. So he was just like shooting the shit with him on Twitter. But yeah, so I see these like what five or six teams kind of in the mix and in the mid uh in the mix uh for Trent Williams. And ideally, I could see us giving up Trent and a pick, so like a late round pick, day three, for the ability to move into a second round uh, to to get a second round pick. So like you said earlier, when you were like, we hopefully will have more picks than we currently do, I definitely think this is a young football team. I think that we have some assets that can be traded um, and, and future trades just to you know continue to infuse this team with more young talent more guys that are have high character and and really fit the system and i think the the point that i really want to make with rivera is that he doesn't want guys that are just best player available talent over everything he wants guys that like talent over everything but still fit our culture and system right and i think that's where we have a plan as opposed to the nba where you can draft kind of the best player available and your team is just going to be immensely more talented just based on that acquisition whereas in football everything's a team sport you really need to adhere to the system that the coaches put in place, and I just, I, I just really have full faith in this organization now. 
for the first time probably in my life, even though I, I thought I did. But that was all false, obviously, and hopefully now, Redskins fans, we can all hope for the best for the future. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think something that was very telling about Trent Williams and uh, and this whole situation is really the fact that the recent reports coming out of Redskins Park are that Ron Rivera reached out to Trent Williams on multiple occasions, and Trent, for lack of a better word, just blew him off. Um, yeah, that's not a guy you want around. That's not a guy you want around. So, I mean, Redskins fans, if you're holding on for some kind of hope that we could work something out, like, it's not happening. I personally, I don't want him to be on our football team next year. I'm over it. Like, go try to win somewhere else. Take that negative attitude somewhere else. And, like, maybe maybe you can find, like, his passion for the game again. Because I think maybe, like, it's very possible that Dan Snyder and Bruce, like, ruined his passion for football with all of this. Like, he really did sacrifice his career to move this franchise in the right direction. Um, I don't know if he did it cognizantly. Uh, I, I don't think he did. But regardless, he sacrificed his career for the better of this franchise. And I will be thankful for him for that. Oh, yeah, he definitely did it for some money, too. But I think, you know, that's another thing we talked about last week is there are teams that are hung up on the fact that he wants an extension. Like the last thing a team wants to do is trade a, you know, day two pick for a Trent Williams that's just going to hold out and sit out if he doesn't get the contract that he wants. Like, why? Like, like that's a huge, huge problem that he wants an extension. And so um, while I agree that he is a top left tackle in the league, he now hasn't played for like a year and a half. Um, so, so that's, so that's just something to think about um, as we talk about this, but something I do see coming out of this, I do see, I, I, I didn't really think about, Trent Williams in a pick, but now that I am thinking about it, now that you said it, I think Trent Williams in like a fifth round pick could be a good way to get back into the second. Um, like I think Trent as a standalone, I know we're asking for a day two pick as a standalone, but I don't think that that's realistic. Um, but I will say that the price of paying a third round, like a third, a, a day three guy for a second round pick in a very deep skill position class, I think is, I think would be smart because we still have a ton of picks on day three as it is. So we'll find those value guys. We'll find the guys that we want to compete, but I'm sure there are guys that are a little higher on our list. That would be of more immediate value to us as we look to how the team is looking to move and progress. Like I'm sure that there's a reason the Redskins are very, very entrenched in this idea of getting a second or thir third round pick for Trent. It's because there are some guys that are going to be gone by the end of the second and the end of the third that they want, right? So you got to balance that out and what you want with what your needs are, right? So while I know that we need that, you know, we 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 like to keep our picks if it means moving Trent for a higher valued pick. Like the last thing we want to do is pull like a pull a pull a Raiders and trade a Randy Moss to the Patriots for a fourth round pick. The fuck are you? What the fuck, dude? Randy Moss, went on, have, Randy Moss went on to have like 23 touchdowns, touchdowns that year. That year. Like that. Broke like, the wide receiver record. Yeah, yeah I remember. Like, like, Pursuit of like, perfection, whatever it was. Ridiculous. Also, <laughs> the fact that the pursuit, oh. of, the pursuit of perfection was, was lost to fucking Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, on a quick note, that's my yeah. favorite fucking thing ever, man. That's my favorite thing. But go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I I just think that you know again, like it's a deep draft. I think that they're gonna get into the second round. They're gonna figure out a way, and and I think pairing Trent Williams in a low round pick is the move, especially if it's to a place that he wants to go, especially if it's a place that he isn't gonna demand a contract extension right away. 
uh, and and can kind of play play a little bit or whatever. And then we we got guys like a uh, like Cornelius Lucas is a six eight left tackle meant to replace like our Ty Inseki type swing tackle backup swing tackle. So I think that he's got immense size and potential. So I like like I do believe that will be will be competent as a as a as an offensive line. Obviously, having not having Trent there is is a big loss, but I, I think that we're going to be fine. I think Rivera has built this team in in three four months already to a place where you know nobody's even at the office, but they all know what's up and they know what type of culture fit. I want to kind of use this last few minutes to answer some of the questions that people. Yeah, that, have yeah, that, that's 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 what I'm saying. We have we have three questions here, and I like all of them, and I want to talk about all three of them. Um, we can. You want to just you want you want to just go in order and start with yeah. start with Dal- Dalton's question about the XFL because I I actually do have a comment about that. I saw it come yeah. through. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for the folks that so for the people that aren't following on on Instagram Live, we're gonna listen to this recording later. Uh, Dalton Jones. Uh, Instagram DC underscore D, D Jones uh, asked the question of, you know, we've seen PJ Walker and a couple of other athletes from the XFL get pulled up to the NFL. Is there anyone from the XFL that I would like to see on the skins roster? So absolutely. Um, there is a young man by the name of Cam Phillips. And I know I'm a little biased when it comes to, when it comes to Virginia tech players, but he is a former Virginia tech wide receiver. That was very, very productive in the NCAA was not so fortunate in the NFL, but got a second chance in the, in the XFL where he actually led the XFL with nine touchdowns and 455 receiving yards. Now, for his whole career, he's always been a super productive guy, but he's like a little slow. He's a little undersized, um, but he's really, really tough, and he always comes to play on game day, right? Like he's the kind of guy when you watch film – you notice Cam Phillips because he's always making plays. He's always doing something to attack the ball uh, and, and like go to the point of contact, right? Like that's something that we haven't seen from our receivers in years, right? Guys that come back to the football, guys that fight those couple yards back when the ball is underthrown, or if it's behind them, they slow their route or they know how to adjust. That's why. Why? Why do you think we love Scary Terry? Like that's like. He's so good. He's so good at that. Is that a is that a seventeen? I'm trying, a 17? I'm trying to make a seventeen. You know, it's like seventeen. Who knows? Who knows? But in that, so I'd like to see Cam Phillips. He was a Houston Roughneck. Um, I, I I would really like to see him. You know, there are a couple other guys that you could talk that you could talk about. Um, maybe maybe like you know one of the safeties or one of the corners. Or I'm sure there was like a really productive tight end. I think. Um, I th- oh man, the guy, the guy that played for Dallas, the guy that plays for Dallas, um, last name Parham or Parham or something like that. I think he actually played in the NFL, and he's like massive. Dude's like six foot seven or six foot eight. He's huge. He's huge, huge, huge. And I remember watching the Dallas games and being like, oh, like it'd be kind of cool to have a tight end who is six eight and you could just kind of like, you know, Tim Tebow jump past the ball and like it goes super well, right? Um, but that's, you know, that, that's me. I'd like to see Cam Phillips though. And like, we're short receivers and I know I kind of went on for a little bit so we can move on to the next question. I don't know if you have something you want to add, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I watched a couple XFL games. I am not familiar enough with the talent on the teams to be able to call out somebody that I think at a position of need, the Redskins will be able to acquire, but I it's shocking to to receive the news today that the XFL has officially shut down oh, all operations so 
and they have no plans of returning in 2021. Like, like, like all the work that they put in to get to a place where they finally put a product on the field that in the spring was truly comparable in some ways to ideal football or what we wish the NFL would kind of implement. And, and to see that they laid off nearly almost all their staff and, and everything, I, you know, I hope, I hope a lot of these boys get a shot in the NFL now that, you know, they can't meet players, but they can see the film and it's, it's right. better competition than, than in college in some cases. So for sure, hopefully some of these guys get a shot, but my boy KG made it Kyle. What's good? I don't know if you're still in the live, but Kyle Allen or Dwayne Haskins starting week one, 100%. It's going to be Dwayne Haskins. 100%. I know. I, I, love me, I love me some Kyle Allen. Kyle, I I don't know if you follow me, but, like, if you do, bro, like, I know you're, you're a G. Like I, like, I loved hanging with you, but I, I just see Dwayne as the guy. Like, like no disrespect to Kyle. Um, I just think that the the thing the advantage that Kyle has again is the knowledge of the offense and his ability to hopefully get with Dwayne. Kyle has been hanging out with Josh Allen and Sam Darnold over the offseason working out in uh working out in Cali, I think. So that these guys are getting in some work. Uh I'm excited to see, you know, Kyle Allen work with a guy like Josh Allen who has been to the playoffs now, is someone that like the NFL thinks that the Bills are ready, like a team that's ready to compete and contend for a title. So, and, and really take over that AFC East. So uh, I'm excited to see see Dwayne take over that role, though. Yeah, I 100%. I 100% agree, and we can and we can actually use that to segue into you know if we don't draft, you know, it, our, whether or not we're going to draft a QB in the first three to four rounds this year. Uh, and just to kind of continue what you were saying about Dwayne, like Dwayne's our guy. We just traded a fourth round pick away for for Kyle, for Kyle Allen, so that essentially is you know that fourth round pick for a rookie quarterback is instead a fourth round pick for Kyle Allen. Which I mean, if you're telling me, do what would I rather have a rookie who's never been in the NFL before, or would I have for in a fourth round pick, or would I have Kyle Allen who started in one NFL football games in the same offense in the same system that is now in Washington? for like $600,000 or whatever his contract is, that's a no-brainer. And, um, and yo, just think about it. They couldn't get a fifth-round pick for Cam Newton. Yeah. But they got a fifth-round pick for Kyle oh. Allen. And Kyle Allen was undrafted. So, uh, you know, kudos to him for making it. Like, you know, and, and he's going to be some cash. Shout out Vayner Sports. Uh, anyway, let, let's see. I think there's one more question. James. There's Soldo. one more from, yeah, from Soldo. What do you think about our secondary? I personally love the Sean Davis pickup. Leo, go for well, it. I love the Sean Davis pickup. I mean, anyone who uh, has like that again, kind of, kind of what I was, what I was getting back to, right? You gotta, you gotta care. You gotta want it. And these are, and this is Sean Davis is a guy that another one that grew up idolizing Sean Taylor. Like, if that's the kind of mentality that he's going to be bringing to the table, if he's going to be bringing that physicality, the leadership. Listen, I'm all I'm all for it. Again, and to your point earlier, very team friendly contract. Um, I'm, I I I love the Sean Davis pickup. I'm a big fan of the I'm a big fan of the state of our secondary at the moment, only because I think that we honestly have some guys that can make plays. And with how talented our edge and how talented our D line is going to be, I see no reason for us to not be able to just put guys in the position to succeed. 
Um, that's a big Jack Del Rio uh, philosophy is just put guys in the right place and let athletes be athletes and let them be good at what they're clearly very, very good at. Right. Um, I hate it when coaches try to do too much and they try to get too cute. Like that's basically what we saw with Greg Minuski. And, and even before that, like with Joe Barry, just being in a three, four defense, like just trying to get so fucking cute with how we play defense. Like, no, we have athletes. We have some of the best athletes in, in football on our, on our defensive line and in our, in, in our, in our back, like, it makes no sense to just not put them where they need to be to go make a play. That's what it is, right? You protect you protect the red zone and you make the play in front of you. That's what a successful defense does. It's bend but don't break. It's opportun- it's being opportunistic and not allowing second chances for other teams. It's not taking holding penal- defensive holdings on third and longs. It's not taking pass interferences on jump balls. It's not illegal hands to the face when you're trying to rush someone on a third and eight, right? Like it's it, it's a lot of really basic stuff that can be fixed and with the talent that we have on the d-line i think our secondary is going to immediately benefit uh from you know a guy is from from just you know the change to a to a four three the addition to a fresh set of legs and chase young to the edge like i know a little long-winded but like that's the but like that's kind of where my head is at of course you you you, you were preaching man and and you could not have been more spot on with every word you just uttered in that little <laughs> little soliloquy right there. Uh, I, I just think that you know again, like adding, it, like every any every corner and DB that we've added so far has spoken to the fact that the front seven that we have, maybe really like front five, front six. I think Thomas Davis was like, yeah, more like front seven, front eight, front nine. Uh, it's just really like solid. It makes everyone's jobs easier on the back end. And Jack Del Rio's main thing, and, and same with Rivera, was like, yo, let's play fast. Let's play the run on the way to the quarterback, right? Yep. So, which is just such an in- when I when I like had to frame that. Obviously, I don't have deep football knowledge in the schemes and things. I'm not too big into the draft. I don't I don't understand all these X's and O's all the time. But play the run on the way to the quarterback. Give your DBs one or two responsibilities that they need to be aware of and let the rest happen. Play fast. Don't worry about six, seven different things, which is what this complex scheme that Greg Minuski was running from the 1960s. Play fast. Play to, play to your strengths. Uh, put guys in uh, positions to succeed. Sean Davis, obviously another guy that the Redskins have brought in that has loved Sean Taylor, loves the way Sean played, and wants to play like Sean. Uh, and, and, you know, Sean, again, like we, we spoke about him last episode, you know, rest in peace, Sean, happy belated birthday. And, and you know that you're one of the, the goat safeties, even though people, people may forget sometimes we, you will never, we never will. We never, we never will. And, and Sean Davis, I think is going to be that guy again. Sean Davis is another DMV kid, I believe. Uh, that is he, I want. Is, he, is he really? I don't know, actually. I might have just made that up, but <laughs> sorry, guys. Sean Davis, Redskins. Let, let's just real quick find out. Any yeah, other so questions? I, so, I, so I Googled Sean Davis, Redskins, and the first thing I see is that Sean Davis supported the Capitals even while he was a Pittsburgh Steeler, and you already know. You already Went know. Yeah, so, so yeah, he's a DMV boy. He's a DMV, he's a DMV boy. Whether you whether you grew up in the DMV or whether you went to college in the DMV, you are 
a DMV yeah, homie. You are, you are a DMV homie no matter what. But to that point, if we have no other questions, you know, I, I think we've kind of covered all the topics we wanted. I do want to, I do want to say a quick shout out given the environment that we're currently in with COVID and, and the outbreak. Um, Dan Snyder has been absolutely phenomenal in his response to COVID. Uh, I'm very impressed with um, how proactive he's been in trying to help the community. He was the first owner to say like, no, you're not coming in person. Like everything's going to be virtual. We're not putting anyone at risk. And he's still, you know, paying employees and, and all of that, even though they're not, you know, supposed to, even though they're, you know, they're not doing anything. He still is kind of, you know, supporting his empire, so to say. It's more of an empire than a franchise, but he's supporting it and doing well. And I know FedEx Field opened up basically as a temporary like i don't know if it's a hospital to to help take care of people or i don't know if it's um you know just like a center for testing but regardless the fact that someone like dan snyder who has always been seen as kind of shrewd and and like mean by all accounts right is is kind of coming around and 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 being helpful to the community like i love seeing that uh i think it's i think it's big uh, i and and honestly it's it's something that if Bruce Allen was still in the building that I don't think he does. I honestly don't think he does it if Bruce Allen's in the building. Um, and and Redskins, Redskins Nation, I think you can agree that, you know, I'm not, this isn't what I'm trying to bring up, but Bruce Allen being gone, I think has made Dan into a smarter, more reasonable owner. Uh, you know, not having your best friend corrupting your mind with his shitty ideas is obviously, you know, paying off its dividends. Um, and, and to that point, uh, you know, appreciate everyone that, that joined today. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to add one, one other thing. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Dan on that front. I also wanted to, uh, give our condolences out to Bobby Mitchell and his family, uh, who was the first African-American player to sign with the Redskins. He died on Sunday, 84, and uh, he was a hall of fame, all pro halfback wide receiver uh obviously we didn't watch him uh he grew up and, and, and played uh in the early days but yeah shout out he's redskins great really was incredible and i think he led the he was he was a first team all pro selection his debut season with washington so just wanted to give him a shout out bobby rest in peace uh love having you uh on nbc sports washington and and watching you through those interviews with brian mitchell uh, Brian Mitchell, also no relation, but hop on the podcast. For sure, for sure. Uh, wait, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't know what, ha- what, ha- what happened here. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear. I can, can still you hear. St- You're still yeah, live. You still but- I'm still live. I can't like see my. I can't see my screen. I don't know what happened here. Cool. Oh, Pardon. Nate. Yo, Nate Burleson. If you Yo, are yeah, on that, this, that's why. Hey, that's why. Nate. That's why I tried. I tried clicking on Nate Burleson's name because if that's actually Nate Burleson, I'd love Nate to say something. Here. No, Nate. Uh, Nate and I met Nate uh, during Vayner Sports SB's party uh, back in, in a, a couple a couple years ago, and and I saw Nate coming and taking these like dope photos in front of the photo booth, and I like took a story of him, and then I like tagged him in the story, and he like liked it and then followed me back oh that's so fresh shout shout out nate that's Uh, so that's so fresh nate if you're i don't know if you're salon but you know you're you're awesome Uh, i love what you do at uh on nfl network i think it's nfl network that's pretty pretty cool i think i think everyone can see me now i think i accidentally like 
switched my camera backwards and I was aggressively trying to press on Nate Burleson's name to see if it was actually him. Yeah. Um, that, that'd be, that'd be cool. Hey, Nate, you know, former skin, you know, come on, come on the show, man. Just tell me, tell me what, tell me what it was about. Tell me what it was all about. Tell us what it was all about. Let me know. Yes, let us know. I want to hear about it, but regardless, yes, regardless, uh, Arjun, that was, this was fun. This was a, this was a good time. Did you, did you crush that? Um, let me crush this last bit of the bottle. All right, guys. Delicious, by the way. Riverboat Redskins episode, what is this, six? Is this six or seven? I think think this is seven here. Six or seven. Anyway, guys, we're we're going to be creating content because, like, what else is there to do during during this time? But, you know, to everyone out there, please stay at home. Please stay safe. Take care of yourself, your family, and, and really let's... Let's let's take care of Corona once and for all, and hopefully we'll all be back to normal soon enough. So we can get back to football. Let's get it! Oh, that's all we want. We just want to get back to football. But regardless, let's go. HTTR Redskins Nation, thank you so much for the support for everyone that tuned into the live today. Um, hopefully, I, I, I'm gonna yeah yeah check it yeah. You, you guys can actually like. You guys can actually like see like the jersey that I'm always talking about. Like you can see yeah. Shout out Chris Cooley. I know I I, 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 and I, right here. And I, and I know, and I, and I know my dad, I know my, I know my dad hopped in here. Shout out dad pops. Appreciate the support. Uh, he, I remember actually a game that he took me to where the skins played against the Panthers. And I was just thinking about this where Chris Cooley ripped off like a 70 yard touchdown, um, to put us up. And then Sean Taylor had an interception in the end zone to finish the game. Uh, Ooh. and that just like, that, that just like reminded me of all that. Um, and so HTTR, hopefully we can get back to those good memories soon. I'm going to hop off. I'm going to end this live video here and now, uh, I'm gonna, make sure we end the recording on that. The front recording. First. So I'll, so I'll end the uh, recording on Skype. Skype, on Skype. So Skype, Skype listeners, people that listen on Spotify, Apple, whatever, Thank you so much for the support. I'm going to end that recording now. HTTR, catch you next week.